buckle up. Thank you for listening to Musicians and Beyond, where we bring you the backstage information on the life, lyrics, and long journeys of the music industry. Today, episode number eight, we have the talk of the town right in the studio with us today, along with his drummer. You've heard of him on the radio. You've seen him on TV. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Michael Pace. Michael, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's awesome that you came and uh, you brought your drummer, Matt Zoll, with you. Matt, how you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you, guys. Great. Everything's going good for you? Yeah, it's going good. Back from uh, vacation, so it's back to work now, back to writing, back to shows and, and whatnot, so it's, it's good. Excellent. You're blowing up all over the U.S. and especially in Nashville. Trying. Yeah. Doing my best. <laughs> So let me just say this while while we're opening the show, you know, we want to thank our host here. We're in Hingham today in the barn at Dustin Whitney's house. Dustin, thank you for having us. Beautiful, wonderful spot. spot. Yeah, this is great. Built in 1860. A lot of history in here. Overwhelmed looking around, and it was very nice of him to open up his house for us. Thank you again. Love to have you here, fellas. Great to be here. Thank you. Michael, you've been doing some big things lately. Can you tell us what's going on in your life? Well, I'm not working uh, a job. I've technically been unemployed for about a year and a half now. I quit my bartending job, focused solely on music, Uh, been able to kind of keep that rolling. So I've been fortunate on that front. Um, Music's been doing, streams-wise, I've been doing pretty good. Um, We had the Martian Mill thing happen, and um, yeah, just kind of was able to get a few songs out and get an EP out that uh, have performed pretty well well you brought it up early so let's talk about that what was it like working with martian mill uh how are they insane how did it come about <laughs> so actually we were we were talking about uh how many times so we we're playing loretta's tonight the first time that we played loretta's um martian mill had just announced that they were going to be like a thing but they hadn't started like distributing merch or anything like that and so i texted or i dm'd the instagram page i was like hey i don't know Am I dealing with Kevin? Am I dealing with Brad? Like, who who am I dealing with or whatever? But, like, I've got a gig coming up. It's the day before the season opener. Like, can I wear some of your gear on stage? And they're like, yeah, we'll send some over for you. So that's kind of just, like, how it started. And then that was, like, October. And then maybe, like, January. Uh, it would have been January of 2020. They hit me up, and they were like, hey, um, we're, we're thinking of starting, like, a YouTube series and we were thinking we could have you like record a song as like the intro. I was like, "That's pretty cool." I didn't think I was that good, but all right, thanks, man. For, for yeah. those that are listening and don't know, Marsh and Milko is Marshand and Miller from the Boston Bruins. They have their own side gig going, yeah. and uh, it's pretty cool. If you get a chance, check it out on YouTube. Just search Michael Pace, "Dirty Water." It is a really cool song and a pretty good video to go along with it. It's fun video. Uh, they, I mean, I didn't even know that we were doing a video. They were like, hey, do you want to like record some stuff? I was like, what, like footage? They're like, yeah. I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> the whole process has been like them making decisions and being like, yep, got it. Cool. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I was wishing you would bring uh, Mashi with you. Uh, he's, he's tough to get a hold of. Really? I'll, I'll text Kevin every once in a while. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's, uh, he's out in like Utah or something like that, building yeah. a ranch, doing the whole Yellowstone thing. Fun guys. They're great, yeah. yeah just great. down to earth, regular. Super chill. Um, I was on a conference call with both of them, and I mean, they were both as you know, as one would probably expect, like business transaction, like you know, very professional, but also like I've had side conversations with Kevin. He's a great guy, very down to earth. I've always kind of thought that hockey breeds like the best kind of people, anyway. So I wasn't, I wasn't too shocked there, but. Yeah, it was, it, it's very nice knowing that they're both, like, very down-to-earth guys, very respectable. 
that's great that a Boston guy is able to join up with other Boston sports figures, I guess, yeah. and, uh, you know, make some stuff happen. You it's know, really... To be able to work on a project like that with, with guys of that caliber, it's, it's pretty cool. And yeah. it, it, it's got to boost your career up a little bit when you when you can say you've done it, that. It's cool. It's been a really wild experience. Yeah. And, like, I'll see kids wearing, like, Marshall Mill hats and, like, at the bars in Nashville, and I'll be like, if only you knew. Like, I don't want, right, I don't yeah. Know, like, what's going on? Like... <laughs> Nice. The How do you not? That, the coolest part of that whole experience is like when they did the the Meet Martian Mill show on Nesson. I mean, like I grew up watching Charlie Moore Outdoors and, and all of that. And so hearing my song on Nesson, I was like, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking before the show, before we came on, and uh, you guys are pretty cool, too. I'm, you know, Charlie Moore, Marsh Milko, but I'm going to tell you, it, it, you're, you're pretty down to earth guys, and it's kind of cool to hang out with you guys. Um, you grew up in Sudbury. Yep. You're living in Nashville now. How long have you been down there? Uh, August will be five years. All right. And, and so you're down there writing, performing. You, you know, you quit right, your day job. Yeah. Where were you bartending? Oh, I was at uh, Firebirds Wood Fired Grill out in Brentwood, Tennessee. A lot of fun people watching as a bartender, but at a certain point, I was like, you know what? Like, it's getting in the um, way of. Yeah. It, it, it used like being a server you can kind of get away with like oh i'm going to be out of town this day or the other but like as a bartender there's more of like a demand for you and i was like i'm making more money i don't want to go back to like having to work more hours to make the same money i'd rather just like make a commitment one way or the other whether i'm going to be doing music or doing this it was like right around like peak quarantine where a lot of businesses in in the south were doing like We'll still do live music, but we're only going to do acoustic stuff. And a lot of the people who were like, well, I'm doing, I'm, I've been doing band stuff for like the last two years. I'm not going to go back to acoustic stuff. They were turning down gigs left and right. And so I was like, dude, I'll drive out. I'll stay at my buddy's place. I'll play a couple nights for you. And so I was able to get my foot in the door there. Uh, as soon as full band stuff started coming back, they were like, hey, let's, you know, have you out here. Let's give you a shot and do, do the full band thing. Uh, and uh, I've been doing that ever since where, you know, at least twice a month, I think I'm out in the Carolinas. Good for you. Um, and then I'll go up to I'll go up to Wisconsin. I'll go to Mississippi. I'll come up to here to Boston a few times a year. So I've been in, I've been very fortunate where it kind of just like fell into my lap. Things kind of the stars aligned, if you will. And uh, I've been thrilled to be able to do this. That's <laughs> awesome. he's, he's not lying either. <laughs> if you follow him on social media, it's like every week, every two weeks, he's hey new lineup, and it's like twelve gigs that are coming up. Yeah, so that's awesome. I mean, he's, oh, he's got some great stuff to to put out there, and I'm sure that you add right to it. I well, I appreciate that. Considering you've it. never heard me play before, he but it. yeah, I mean, I, uh, the double, you, you bring out the double kick with the with the metal influence and everything. It's a great. little bit, yeah. I, I played metal for a while, so this is this is you know we were talking a little bit earlier. This is a lot different for me. Um, I don't listen to country until I prepare for these shows, so I appreciate it. I love it. The that art of performing and just kind of having the crowd there and the energy is such an integral part of kind of doing this. I know he loves it. Michael, you just mentioned you know it has a different influence, a different background in heavy metal and. I was listening to the Nashvillians. Uh, Nashvillians? Yeah. So those three got together. And have you listened to those guys? Oh, yeah. Great music, but they bring a diverse background, and, and they bring different perspectives, and mm -hmm. boy, do they kill it. And I was listening to this, this country punk. They oh, were yeah. talking about it today. Oh, yeah. I, I said, where does that come from? There's country punk, and, and now there's even, like, Texas rock is in the conversation yeah. with, like, yeah. Co Wetzel, Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. It yeah. just got turned on to Giovanni. Pretty cool but, stuff. Um, I mean, even Hardy. Technically, you could call him a rock artist. Yeah. It's like that's it's the stuff I'm a Very, yeah. It's a very diverse genre now, where you you can range all the way from like 
basically pop music with like Kelsey Ballerini to Hardy and Co Wetzel yeah. and like all these very like almost metal bands. It's like okay, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's great. Yeah. It's a great time to be a country fan. So you're down in Nashville. You're writing songs, obviously. And uh, how many songs have you written now? Oh. Written and cut, or written and just written. Just written. You sit three o'clock in the morning, you're waking it's, up and you're writing yeah, songs. How many have you gotten through? Different answers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, written. Uh, we're probably looking at three hundred, maybe four hundred songs. Wow. And I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that like they're all finished, but like strong foundation on all these songs. Maybe they're missing a bridge, or or I want to rework a few of the lines here and there. Um, there's probably like ten. 10 right now that I haven't released that I'm very like dead set on I'm like very like I've got maybe two lines I don't want to tweak or like I want to fix like the melody of the bridge or something like that but I'm very very close to like taking all 10 of them into the into the studio oh, that's uh, nice. but then you get into the, the money conversation with being a little afford it and it's like ooh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so studio time expensive studio time's very expensive producing it, engineering it all. who you're yeah. working with I've, I've the guy that I'm working with he produced Dick Down in Dallas. I don't know if you Trey Lewis. Uh, so Trey Trey went through him, Grady Saxman. Uh, I've been I've been working with Grady since I since I moved to Nashville, and I mean he's an absolute wizard. But uh, yeah, it, it's it, it is a price thing. I've worked with some other guys who, you know, they're they're a little more affordable. Um, but you know, there is also that argument of like, you know, you, you pay you what get you what get, you, pay. you get what you pay for. Yeah. And so not knocking the other guys I've worked with, they're, everybody's great at what they do in a certain respect. It's expensive no matter who you're working with. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite song that you've cut? Oh, man, it, it goes back and forth. It's either Even Elephants or Getting Here. It's, yeah. it's one of those two. Two yeah. great songs. Even Elephants is fantastic. Elephants is very, like, I, I love, love, like, sad country music yeah. and, like, very, like, hard to talk about topics. Like, I live for stuff like that. Yeah, Elef- so the the uh, Even Elephants, that's about your grandfather. It is about my grandfather, yeah. Yeah, I listened to it last night, and it was, yeah. you know, pretty nice that you. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I was uh, I was at a cookout. My, my buddy from Louisiana called us all up and he was like hey i'm gonna have a crawfish boil come over to my house i was like okay at a certain point we started like passing around the guitar and um we kind of like hit a mood in the party where like something clicked in my head and i was thinking about like horton here's a who and i was like elephants have the bre- the best memory and stuff like that and i started thinking about like grand- my grandfather and i like stood up left the room my girlfriend's like are you okay i was like i'm oh, sorry i just need to write this real quick <laughs> before i forget yeah i think i wrote the premise down i'm not an elephant ends. I went back to, when we got back to the house, I immediately grabbed the guitar and started writing. I think I was done in 45 minutes. Well, you know what? Now is the perfect time, and I think it's a great time. You immediately grabbed the guitar. Let's see if you can do that, and let's hear a little yeah. bit of Even Elephants. Let's do it. Promise you, Mr. we met, I swear Cause you offered your hand and got a wandering stare I apologize if I didn't seem to care Mr. I promise we met, I swear Your daughter, my mama's been a saint to me Taught me all the colors in my ABC See, I've got her left, but my eyes ain't green. 
Even so your daughter's been a saint to me Is even good drivers cross yellow lines Forget to use a blanker when turning right Some sunny days refuse to shine Cause clouds keep passing through And even elephants forget things too There's a picture on the table of you and I Coming home and donuts and a big old smile I guess it's been a while since I stopped by But then I love a picture of you and I And even good drivers cross yellow lines Forget to use a blanker when turning right some sunny days refuse to shine Cause clouds keep passing through And even elephants forget things too well, I'm a good driver most of the time but I turn without a blinker at the main street line. Got a half a dozen donuts, but there's only five. The rest I brought for you. So, Mr. Elephant, here's to you. Sounded great, man. You wouldn't know it. Sounded great. That was Michael Pace with uh, Even Elephants. Yeah, so how did you come up with the idea for that song? So, um, I, uh, it, it was kind of one of those where, like, I, I tend to not schedule co-writes, where, like, people will be like, oh, let's, let's write three weeks from now. I'm like, okay, um, that gives me three weeks to come up with some sort of semblance of an idea. Let's hopefully have a few that they think are okay and um yeah it just i don't know like i i prefer to have things happen organically and it was one of those where you know life happens um i kind of feel like if you're gonna be a songwriter you know you need to go out you need to live life you need to have those experiences and you got to be able to like pull from those experiences if you're sitting in you know if you're sitting in the living room watching netflix all day it's not going to really work too well so just having things happen organically and being able to like just pull from those experiences and yeah like I said it, we were at a crawfish boil and kind of just like I'm a very ADD person and my mind will kind of wander without me really wanting it to and for whatever reason I was thinking about Horton Hears a Who and the memory thing and you know my grandfather has Alzheimer's and so that's tough to deal with and kind of making that subliminal collect, uh, connection I don't know if that's the right word but um yeah, it kind of, it just, it, it's one of those things where, like, things clicked, and I was like, I know exactly how I want to write this, I know exactly the vibe I want to go for, I know exactly how I want to tell the story, and, I mean, like I said earlier, I literally stood up, left the room, and my girlfriend thought something was wrong. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 we're good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great to hear the backstory on That's all these songs and how yeah. come up with the ideas and the lyrics and do, do you usually write your lyrics first or come up with the music 
It depends. Um, sometimes I'll I'll search for a little bit for like a chord progression that I like or a tempo that I like. Um, you know, I'll mess around for a little bit. But it's one of those things where like if I hear the right like if I hear something, I'm like, oh, I know what I can do with this. Like, I'll I'll hear like a chord progression at a certain tempo. I'll be like, got it. I I have like a vibe that this matches. I know how I can like make this work, even if it's not really like a subject matter that would match that kind of tempo or like that kind of like a feel if you will um and then other times i mean i'll i'll be sitting on a plane like like i was on thursday i had two canceled flights ended up renting a car i was in the airport i I woke up at five o'clock in the morning i didn't get home until midnight uh, eastern time and so it was a long day i was sitting on the tarmac and i was like well let's let's start looking at some songs and it started like pulling up my my uh, my files and I was like well this might sound better on this kind of just like doing the mental exercises trying to remember like what the chord progression is the melody and all that and so it very much depends on kind of like mentally where I'm at uh, sometimes it's just straight up prose like just straight up poetry and um, other times you know I need that kind of like backing track I need that music to kind of like guide me in a certain direction right so if you're going to write a song you basically are failing something you're not gonna schedule something like you yeah. said and say i'm gonna go in the yeah. you know and make up a song it just you have to have the feeling yeah you gotta you gotta have that or at least for me i know other people can be like all right let's write a drinking song but it can be like a rainy you know november evening where it's just gloomy and dark outside They're like, let's let's write a summer drinking yeah. song because by the time we cut it it'll be good to go and like i can't do that i gotta write like a year in advance <laughs> where are your next few shows coming in the next few weeks uh, I'm gonna be in North Carolina for sure. Let me check. This is this is a constant. Where am I playing? I have no idea. Yeah, you know, That's right. before we before we turn on the uh, the recording, uh, we were see. talking about how he just got back from uh, Ireland. Michael was over there for two weeks. Uh, just about a week. Just about yeah. a week. Okay, so in, in that time he came home, he checked his phone and saw, oh my god, I have a show tonight. So yeah. oh, it, it yeah. must be very hectic. When I you got home. home on Sunday. I booked the flights on Monday. I found my bass player on Tuesday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we got Thursday and played yeah. in Connecticut last night. I did. Yeah. Where'd you play last night? Uh, Lyman Orchards, uh, kind of like golf course. Um, just played at their little like pub setup. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's not always band shows. Every once in a while, you gotta you gotta take those little like smaller Absolutely. shows. So Matt, you play last night? I did not play last night. No. <laughs> Down in your area, though. Down in my. So area. you're Connecticut. I'm Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just show up for the big stuff, <laughs> <laughs> the big city stuff. Yeah. Uh, so next Friday, I'm in Raleigh, and then Saturday, I'm in Myrtle Beach. Excellent. Nice. And then on a nothing Friday, Saturday for July 1st and 2nd, but the 3rd, I'm playing on a boat in the center of Harrington Lake in Kentucky. Wow. That sounds fun. So I'm pumped about that. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) So for those listening, uh, Michael is on the road a lot. He comes to Boston, does some shows here. He's in Nashville, where he's based out of now, but he also plays in the Carolinas quite a bit. So if you're in the Carolinas, Look for him. Check him out. He'll be playing down there quite a bit in, in the near future. Yeah, so. definitely. M- Michael, how do, the, how do people find information on you? So I've got my website. Uh, it's michaelpacemusic.com. There's a, you know, there's a press kit that I'll send out to bars that I'm trying to get gigs at um, on there. There's a schedule. I believe on the bottom part of the main page, there's also 
Uh, yeah, there's merch on there as well. Um, I, I got to update. Yeah, I see. I, I see uh, Matt's wearing a, a pretty cool hat. Yeah, Matty boy got my last hat. Yeah, he might not. I don't think he's gonna leave with it. But he came in with it. Well, I heard they're out of print. Yeah. I gotta kind of keep this one. Ah. So awesome. you got your socials. You're on YouTube, obviously. You can find Michael Pace there and MichaelPaceMusic.com. Go yep. check them out. We've also got uh, Instagram. Instagram is probably where I'm the most active. Yeah, yeah. Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Usually it's stupid crap about like me watching the Bruins game and being like, is that really offsides? Are we sure about that? Like, <laughs> hey, whatever works. Yeah. Whatever works. How long have you been playing music for? Oh, man. Five, six, six, seven years. Wow. When did you know you wanted to do it full time and, and to make um, a living? When did you know this was your, your thing? I think like senior year of college, senior college. I it, it was one of those where like, so how I got started. It, it kind of starts with how I got started. How I got started was I got put on social probation by my fraternity, <laughs> um, and basically they told me you can either come to the parties and be a sober monitor or just not come to the parties at all and do your own thing. But it was kind of when I was still like very early days of college and I was still trying to like find my like circle of friends and, and do all that. And I didn't want to like just evaporate from, you know, the most social atmosphere on campus every weekend. And so I was like, you know, let's at least be present. Um, I had tried to learn guitar a few times when I was a kid, just it never really stuck. Mostly because they were just like, oh, we're going to learn the scales. I was like, can I just learn how to play like, yeah, like literally anything. I just want to play chords. And so I went to a pawn shop, got a guitar and learned how to play wagon wheel and um, just played that for anybody who wanted to hear. And they were like, can you play this? <laughs> nope. I just know how to play wagon wheel. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Wonderwall, but the new Pretty version much, of yeah. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just kind of, you know, it escalated from there where, um, you know, I was playing in the dorms and super thin walls, but nobody was really like banging on the, banging on the doors saying like, Hey, shut up, dude. Like kind of widely accepted that it was just kind of like what I was doing um and then once we got to senior year it was you know i was starting to play at the bar that we would get thrown out of uh whenever i wasn't playing there and so they'd they'd pay me one day throw me out the next but uh yeah it was it was kind of a regular thing for me it was like oh mike's the music kid so i'm sensing a theme here i'm seeing how you got with marshawn and miller now you've you've got something that that's yeah very vibe with them circumstances they all just kind of work out um, there's no there's no plan behind anything that I do. It's very random, very kind of sporadic. Yeah, and and so I, I made friends with this with this guy freshman year. We were we were in a bunch of classes throughout college. Taylor Bantam. Um, we were at the bar one night, and he was like, "Do you want to go pursue like songwriting?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I'm between like Nashville and Texas." And he was like, "Well, do you want to go to Nashville?" And I'm thinking he's saying like, "Oh, let's go to Nashville. Let's feel it out for like a week or so. See how we like it, and then we'll do the same thing with Texas." Like, sure. Two weeks later, I have a lease agreement sitting in my inbox. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm not going to Texas. <laughs> um, That's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was senior year. At that point, I I had already told myself, I was like, I'm not going to work a corporate job. I'll, I'll bartend if I need to. Um, I'll work landscaping if I need to. But music is going to be the focus at this point. Because it was just the one thing that I was like, that I knew I was good at. That I didn't have to like constantly like worry about like, all right, I got to go to the gym for this. I got to be training year round for this. It was just like... You pick up a guitar, you learn a few songs, you, you know, you shoot the shit with your buddies, and you know, if you write a couple songs in the process, great, awesome. Hopefully, yeah. people like them. If they don't, too bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
You started late in life. Very late, yeah. Um, I was a theater kid in middle school, but um, even that, I mean, it wasn't anything I took seriously. It was just a motivation to keep my grades up. Yeah. <laughs> so who's the, the biggest inspiration musically for you? Oh, it, it changes. Um, there's like a handful of guys. Like Riley Green's definitely in there. Turnpike Troubadours is up there for sure. Co Wetzel and Hardy as the um, as kind of like the rock influences. I Maddie knows I play um, I play a lot of like kind of punk alt rock covers uh, during my during my sets. I have like a rock set uh, where we'll Need do like Kryptonite, uh, Fall Out Boy. Yeah. We'll have some we'll have some of that good stuff. Stuff um, I grew up on. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put some of the middle school grunge phase in there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of like Turnpike Troubadours, Hardy, which I know are two very very different, drastic yeah. vibes. But like, you know, it, everybody has you know their their sad country days. Everybody has their you know their gym workout playlist days. And, and I I think yeah. you can probably speak to this better than me because you've played more places and more frequently, especially recently. But when I was playing, every every spot has a different vibe. So as you play different venues in different yeah. locations you kind of understand the vibe they're going for some of them might be a little more geared oh, yeah. towards the slow sad stuff where people just want to sit at the bar and drink and you know something like loretta's that's i mean the vibe there is just banging all the time so you know if you bring yeah. some hype songs and you start showing up with some bangers people are gonna yeah. are gonna react to that and that's a lot of playing oh yeah you know these types of venues is getting the energy going and you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's got to be fun. Yeah. And perfect example for that, I'm on Wednesdays in Nashville, I play at Alan Jackson's from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And so Alan Jackson's, you're going to have all the Alan Jackson fan comes in there, which means I will play like Clint Black. Right. I'll play yeah, Shenandoah. Yeah. I'll like just load up on 90s country. And then I'll play places in Alabama where it's like, if you're not playing Adam Hood, if you're not playing Brent Cobb, if you're not playing Riley Green, like you're going to just suffer. And so like, you got to have those Jamie Johnson songs in the back pocket. And so like, it's a very broad spectrum of songs that I, that I listen to, but it's still funny of like, I couldn't tell you what's on the radio right now. (laughs) Which was a question of mine. Who do you listen to? Like who, who is a idol of yours? Hardy. I, I would say my top, my top five right now are Hardy, Morgan Wallen, Turnpike Troubadours, Zach Bryan, and Riley Green. Yeah, that's that's, that's a great lineup right now. Yeah. yeah, that's a great lineup right there. Yeah. So you know, you're out on the road. You you you're playing music everywhere. Where do you like to play? What what's your favorite venue? Oh, you know, I I love I love every venue so so much, um, especially if they let me play. <laughs> Um, it, every, I will say every room is different. Um, it, I, I kind of liken it to like fraternities. Like, you may have like Pike, Kappa Sig, KA, Pi Kappa Phi, whatever, but every campus, their chapter is different. My favorite venue, though, is the library in Oxford, Mississippi. Wow. Unbelievable room. Um, it, I mean, the staff there are amazing. They're, you know, as far as like a hospitality perspective goes towards the band. Um, they, you know, they take care of us really well. They're there for whatever we need. They have us load in six hours before we even start. And so there's nobody in the room. You know, you don't have to worry about like playing a song, having the rest of the room think that you're, you're actually starting. And then like, all right, guys, we're taking a 15 minute like intermission before we actually start the gig. And then you lose the room before you even start. Right. And, you know, it's, it's Ole Miss. It's college town. It's crazy, crazy room. I had a, I had a blast. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Sounds like a lot yeah, of fun. If you get a chance to go out there, it's 
It's special. It's it's a very cool room. We had talked before a little bit earlier, and you had alluded to the fact that uh, there's a place in Nashville that you wouldn't mind getting to the Bluebird Cafe. Oh man, that, that's you know that's a bucket list. Really? That's a bucket list. For, that big? I, th- I think any songwriter looks at the looks at the Bluebird. They look at the listening room and like Third and Lindsley as well. Third and Lindsley like, good, yeah. You know, those as a songwriter, it's it's two very different conversations being a songwriter and being an artist. Of like, as an artist, like Coyote Joe's in North Carolina, which I'd mentioned before we before we started recording. Um, you know, uh, Grizzly Rose out in Denver, um, Red Rocks in Colorado, obviously. But as a songwriter, it's like the Bluebird, the Listening Room, the Third and Lindsley's. Um, yeah, Bluebird is up there bluebird's a special place it, it really is a is. special oh, place the stuff that yeah. has happened in those four walls it's is crazy. incredible like, the people that go in there could be like the most like if you go to a writer's round a lot of times if you have the more people you have in the room the more likely it is that people are not going to listen to what you have to say so i'd rather play those more intimate rooms even if it's a large room i'd rather have like a quarter of the room actually filled because people are actually going to take notice of like oh this is original music we're listening to stuff that they worked hard on. If there's like 150 to 300 people in the room, that's going to dilute over the course of the room and you're going to have people talking in the back, people yeah. talking over you and stuff like that. Blue Ridge Cafe, it doesn't matter how many people are in there, it is silent the whole time. And it's you ever the seen coolest atmosphere. The back of one of their shirts actually says, shh. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that. I, have, I have that shirt. Yeah. I do. It's it's a cool room. It's a great spot to see people and to really hear the stories behind the lyrics. And and it's yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah those those writers rounds are special. Even even the listening room, you know, yeah. you can have kind of like, uh, for example, like Jordan Walker who wrote um, uh, "When It Rains It Pours" for for Luke Combs. Funny dude, super funny dude. He also wrote "One Night Stand" and a few other songs for Colby Cooper, but. Um, I mean, he'll he'll have these songs that are absolutely hysterical, but like he'll talk about like the inspiration behind the songs, and they're all super heartfelt. It's just he has that knack of like making them uh, like enjoyable to listen to, yeah. and it's like, dude, I don't know how you do this. And he'll get the crowd laughing, and like, you know, I've seen him a few times where like he and the other guys on stage end up getting like pretty rowdy, pretty drunk, and but at the same time, like as soon as the music starts, everybody shuts up. It's such it, it's such a cool thing to watch, such a cool thing to hear. It's like. All right, we actually have like a lot of respect for the songwriters here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, a, lot of, a lot of talent in those four walls there. Matt, you're you're from Connecticut. You're out on the road here and there playing with uh, Michael, and tonight you're playing at Loretta's as well. Where have you been playing, and and uh, are you on the road? Have you gone down to Nashville yet? I haven't. No, the only place that, that. I, I've only played with him at Loretta's. This would be my third time there. Um, you know, I I play drums as a hobby now. I, I have a progressive metal background. I played in a band in that genre for five or six years. And now, you know, just kind of moved on with life, graduated college, got this job, got another job, got another job. And so I play as a hobby. I try and keep myself loose, but I'm not really touring. I'm not doing too much. So every time he calls me up, I jump on the opportunity. Um, absolutely. I mean, it's we always have a good time to be able to play with someone as talented oh, yeah. as him. You know, like I said, I don't listen to country music, but I've listened to enough music that, you know, I understand kind of what I like and what I think is good music. Um, which is subjective, but, eh, you know, <laughs> but I am from someone that doesn't listen to country. I find myself saving 
Mike's songs over there on my playlist and listen to them year-round, whether I'm preparing for a show or not. So, yeah, I'd love to get down to North Carolina, South Carolina. Well, would would you take the there. leap and go down there with them? Uh, it's tough. So my line of work right now um, is I, I manage a small business, so it's not something I can really pick up and move. It would be a, a really a tough decision for me to make. Um, as far as just upping and moving down there, um, I think it would be worth it because similar to him, I kind of realized that music is, is the most fun thing to me and I enjoy it and I like performing for people. I like what music does to people, um, and how it helps people through difficult times, help people through good times and you know, whatever, whatever you need it for music is kind of there. And that's kind of where I've always fallen back on it. So I think it's. Um, it's something I would consider, but you know, we've talked a couple times. I told him when he gets a stadium tours, you know, get me a tryout, get me, <laughs> get me something. I'll jump on a tour bus for four months and, and leave I'm, work. I'm watching, uh, I'm watching flight prices. As soon as they, as soon as they get affordable again, I might start calling you for those North Carolina. Yeah, I'll, that'd I'll, be great. I've driven down to North Carolina. I actually, I recorded an album and they, down and they there have a while kids ago. Too, so you don't have to bring the drums. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so we're we're sitting here in the barn uh, in Hingham, Dustin Whitney and uh, Julie Whitney's home. Um, it's pretty unique what you just mentioned. You know, you get a background in different genres, and, and you're playing with these guys here in this barn. Uh, the Back Nine Band is a South Shore band. They 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 play a lot of venues down here. Uh, they rehearse here every Saturday or Sunday. Sundays. Usually. Every Sundays. Yep. Yeah. So it's a fun place to come and see them rehearse. And, and uh, Michael Cummings is the drummer for them, and he's a good friend of ours. Uh, he goes to the Indy 500 with us every year, and. Uh, to be able to watch him play and listen to him now, I'm going to give Mike a little jab here because I mentioned that John and I were doing this podcast and mentioned a few of the guests. And he goes, "Oh, you're focused on country." No, we got Matt, Matty Zalls here, and Matt, Matty, Matty plays right. Matty boy, heavy metal, guy. rock and roll. Matty Zall. I can so, name bands that you guys we, haven't uh, even heard of. We got a what was it? It might have been our second gig. We were going through the set list. We were rehearsing over at Giuseppe's place, and. Uh, we we had kind of like semi included. I think it was sugar. We're going down, yep. and I remember like we were playing the gig the next day, and I turn around to Matt. He's like, "I'm like, we're on the last song. Like, we're they're about to cut us off. We got one song. What are we playing?" And Matt's like, "We have to play sugar. We're going out. If like, it's not I sugar, it's not worth the trip." <laughs> that was that was like my song of my childhood. That was, was like, my yeah, favorite song for probably yeah, three straight I years. I think the previous gig we had done like Enter Sandman or something. Yeah, like that. so <laughs> wow. yeah, our our guitarist at the time, his parents came up. From, That's right. They were yeah. uh, they were in Colorado, and this was the first time they were in Boston. And his dad was like, "I'll give you guys a hundred dollars to split if you play Enter Sandman right now." Yeah, and we're like, "Do we know how to play Enter Sandman?" And well, we were, it was funny. Yep, I, we'll figure it I, out. That song <laughs> off because Giuseppe our our old bass player, um, he is the frontman for a uh, metal band in Boston, Intoxicated Rage. And his bass player was running sound for us that night. And Giuseppe was playing bass for me. So I was like, tell you what, Giuseppe, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take this song off. You take it understand, man. Billy, you get on the, you get on the bass. I'll be over here. I'll be at the bar. I love it. <laughs> and just like that, everything Easy changed. 25 bucks I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good for you guys. So, um, What's the the second song that you've recorded that you that's close to you, dear to you? Uh, I'd probably say "Getting Here." Getting Here, you know, it, it, Cowboy and some of the other songs that I released prior. Cowboy's um, a good song. I get it. Cowboy's a great song. Um, you're a cowboy for those that don't know. Uh, you know, it, 
you know, it was a good song. It didn't perform the way I wanted it to, and getting here just erupted as soon as it as soon as it went out. It was one of those, and Elephants was kind of the same deal. Where um, you know, I was getting messages in the morning. They're like, "Dude, where was this? Like, where? Like, how did you not record this first? Like, and I was like, you know, everybody, you know, you write certain songs at certain times in your life, and it, it was just the stars aligned on on getting here, and it, it came out, and it came out hard and fast. It was it was great. Cool. Um, so why don't we do this? Why don't we listen to a little bit of a uh, getting oh, here? Works for me. All right. <laughs> It's midnight, you're calling I'm three shots and I'm gone And there's nothing that I can do Keep myself from answering you I hear that you're crying You told him goodbye You don't want to be alone tonight Baby, we're going on this ain't right But keep telling myself it's a whiskey The keeps me missing you, missing me Can't help but get all hung up Whenever you light that phone up You're a nightmare in a daydream A devil in disguise it seems There's never been an ounce of fear I guess that's how we keep getting Watch those taxi tail lights fade I must be out of my mind Thinking things will change this time Two knocks, the front door opens Lights dim and the wine starts flowing Next thing I know I'm in your bed Making wrong turns all over again Keep telling myself it's a whiskey It keeps me missing you, missing me Can't help but get all hung up Michael Pace, this guy is the one to watch. I'll tell you that right now. Not only is he killing it around New England, but he's killing it in Nashville and everywhere in between. Michael. Thank you very much. Dude, it's been awesome having you. Now, let me just say, you know, there's not a guy that hears that song that doesn't have a relationship that, that, 
he can relate to there. Um, I, it's funny. I wrote that about a buddy of mine who like kept um, he he would date this girl, break up with them again, and then like kind of go back, have like a little like weekend fling, then stop talking to each other, go back, have a weekend. Fling. It was just literally this back and forth. And uh, he immediately picked up on it. As soon as I released the song, he texted me. He's like, I hate you so much. So if that makes number one, is he entitled to royalties on no. this? No. <laughs> is he still your friend? He gets an invite to the number one release party. That's okay. about it. All right. And Mark and I are invited as well? Absolutely. Awesome. Musicians and beyond, Matt. All there. Yeah, All right. there. That was fantastic. That's a great song. And as I said, I don't think there's a guy out there that hasn't had a relationship that, that can relate to that. I was going to say, you know, I want to hear the backstory of that. I'm glad you got to it because yeah. if I had asked it, I was afraid your girlfriend might get a little upset and no, hearing no, the inspiration no, behind it. She's heard all the backstories <laughs> on all these. She knows the backstories. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, so make sure you follow Michael Pace. You get on michaelpacemusic.com. All his socials are listed, listed there. And if you get a chance, you find out where he's playing, get out there and see him. We want to thank our host, Dustin and Julie Whitney here in Hingham. Thank you awesome. for having us. Thank you for thank having you us. Fantastic Thanks venue. Thanks for coming by, guys. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. Matt Zoll. Thank, thank you guys for having Matty me. Boy. Dude, Matty Boy is in the house. Matty Boy is in the house. <laughs> yes, Detroit yeah, Lions, it, live it, and in person. We, we did notice that and took some exception <laughs> to it. That's, yeah, you guys have had it pretty easy recently. So <laughs> We have. Um, awesome. So, where are you guys off to after this? You're heading right to Loretta's, or do you yeah, get a little probably, time off? We're probably at least going to head into the city, uh, grab some food. Um, Sox are playing tonight, so we got to figure out parking. But There's, there's, there's a good question. Um, favorite restaurant in Nashville before we leave? Oh, tough call. Tough call. Yeah, so it's, many good it's ones. Between, um, it's between Adele's and the Gulch and Urban Grub. Urban Grub on 12th South. Urban Excellent. Grub is a little bit more like expensive date night. Yep. Yeah. Um, Adele's is a, a bit more affordable, but I mean, I, I had a pork asabuco where the bone came right out, like meat slid, slid right off of it. Love I was it. like, oh my God. Good to know. I like to ask that because John and I go down to Nashville every now and then. We, as we mentioned, we have friends. So I like to find some other spots to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my standbys down there that I like to go to, but I'd love to hear more. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thank you great, for the tips. Great spots. Great okay. spots. And Prince's Hot Chicken over, uh, over Hattie Bay's every time. <laughs> awesome. All right. I know that's like the debate in Philadelphia, right? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Get, you get the two. Prince's all day. Yeah. Prince's all right. All Excellent. Day. Again, Michael Pace, uh, thanks for stopping in in between gigs. We know you, you're a busy guy, and thanks for everything. And best of luck in the future, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate you yeah. guys having All right. me. It was, Thank you it was guys. Blast talking. A lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys. All so right. you know, we we like to say that you know one of the reasons we did this show is uh, you know the podcast is to get to know people, get to network, meet more people, and, and bring that circle a little bit larger. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, every single time we have great conversations. But the best thing is we get to meet new friends. So, uh, oh, yeah. thank you for being our friends, thank and uh, we look forward to yeah, continuing this for a long time. For sure. All right, man. Thanks. Yeah.